Remain standing and turn in your Bibles, please, to 2 Samuel chapter 23. 2 Samuel 23, as we continue our, our study, drawing near to the end of 2 Samuel 23, we'll begin with verse 8. These are the names of the mighty men whom David had. Joshabashabeth, a Tekemanite, he was chief of the three. He wielded his spear against 800 whom he killed at one time. And next to him among the three mighty men was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, son of Ahoi. He was with David when they defied the Philistines who were gathered there for battle, and the men of Israel withdrew. He rose and struck down the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand clung to the sword. And the Lord brought about a great victory that day, and the men returned after him only to strip the slain. And next to him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Hararite. The Philistines gathered together at Lehi, where there was a plot of ground full of lentils, and the men fled from the Philistines. But he took his stand in the midst of the plot, and defended it, and struck down the Philistines, and the Lord worked a great victory. And three of the thirty chief men went down and came about harvest time to David at the cave of Adullam, when a band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then at Bethlehem. And David said longingly, Oh, that someone would give me water to drink from the well of Bethlehem that is by the gate. Then the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and carried and brought it to David. But he would not drink of it. He poured it out to the Lord and said, Far be it from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Shall I drink the blood of the men who went at the risk of their lives? Therefore he would not drink it. These things the three mighty men did. Now Abishai, the brother of Joab, the son of Zeruiah, was chief of the thirty. And he wielded his spear against three hundred men and killed them and won a name beside the three. He was the most renowned of the thirty and became their commander, but he did not attain to the three. And Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was a valiant man of Kabzeel, a doer of great deeds. He struck down two arrows of Moab. He also went down and struck down a lion in a pit on a day when snow had fallen. And he struck down an Egyptian, a handsome man. The Egyptian had a spear in his hand, but Benaiah went down to him with a staff and snatched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. These things did Benaiah the son of Jehoiada and won a name beside the three mighty men. He was renowned among the thirty, but he did not attain to the three. And David set him over his bodyguard. Asael, the brother of Joab, was one of the thirty. Elhanan, the son of Dodo of Bethlehem. Shammah of Herod. Elika of Herod. Helez the Paltite. Ira, the son of Ekesh of Tekoa, Abiezer of Anatot, Mebunai, the Hushathite, Zalman, the Ahoite, Merari of Natopha, Helev, 
the son of Bana, of Natopha, Ittai, the son of Ribiai of Gibeah, of the people of Benjamin, Benaiah of Pirathon, Hidai of the brooks of Gash, Avi Albon, the Arathite, Asmaveth of Bahurim, Eliabah, the Shalbanite, the sons of Jashan, Jonathan, Shammah, the Hararite, Ahiam, the son of Sharar, the Hararite, Eliphalet, the son of Hashabai, of Micah, Eliam, the son of Ahithophel, of Gilo, Hezro, Carmel, Pari, the Arbite, Egal, the son of Nathan, of Zobah, Bani, the Gadite, Zelech, the Ammonite, Narari of Berot, the armor bearer of Joab, the son of Zeruiah, Ira, the Ithrite, Gareth, the Ithrite, Uriah, the Hittite, 37 in all. And may God add his richest blessing to the reading of this portion of his holy word. Will you pray with me, please? Again, our Father, we're thankful for your word. We're thankful that you have spoken to us, and we pray that by the power of your spirit that you would come and that you would speak to us, that we would hear the voice of our good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, in our hearts, and that hearing his voice, his sheep would know him and follow him, and we would offer our hearts to him promptly and sincerely in spite of the inability and sin of the preacher. We ask in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. Be seated, please. David's mighty men and David's mighty God. At the end of a movie in the theater, the credits roll across the screen. Few stay behind to watch the credits roll. Nevertheless, all those names do. Why? Why bother with the expense and time of rolling the credits if hardly anyone is going to stay and watch them? As we all know, without those names, the movie would not have been made. And therefore, it is fitting and appropriate that the names be recorded and memorialized whether anyone bothers to stay behind and read them or not. This passage in 2 Samuel 23, it places reads like credits at the end of a picture. Not quite to the end here of 2 Samuel, but, but nearly the end. Many, if not most, readers of uh, Samuel may skip over, pass over this list of names and give them hardly any attention. But the reign and success of King David and of the kingdom under his reign would not have been possible without these mighty men and their great exploits. And therefore, whether we today 
will take the time and read these names or not. Honor demands that their names be recorded and memorialized. That's why I shared with the children from Romans 13 that we are to show honor where honor is due. Here in this passage, the word of God, word which shall stand forever, pays honor where honor is due to these mighty men of David. But even more than that, this passage, in paying honor to these mighty men of David, pays honor to David's mighty God. Now let's look at this passage together. First in this passage, we see mighty warriors, mighty warriors. Now I want to take some time and mention the ones here that have specific deeds recorded. First, in verse 8, we meet this mighty man, Jehoshabeth. It says at the end of verse 8 that he wielded his spear against 800 whom he killed at one time. Think of that. One man killed 800 in battle. Second, Eleazar. Look at verse 9. Next to him among the three mighty men was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, son of Ahoi. He was with David when they defied the Philistines who were gathered there for battle. And the men of Israel withdrew. He rose and struck down the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand clung to the sword. It's a, it's a gory picture there. But... It is a picture of Eliezer fighting in the battle, fighting so hard, so long, killing so many enemies that the blood has literally glued, bonded his hand to his sword. There are accounts outside of scripture from the ancient world where this was known to happen in ancient hand-to-hand warfare. Third mighty warrior, Shammah. Look at verse 11. Next to him was Shammah, the son of Adgi, the Hararite, the Philistines gathered together at Lehi, where there was a plot of a ground full of lentils, And the men fled from the Philistines, but he took his stand in the midst of the plot and defended it and struck down the Philistines. Now you you see that the the Philistines are coming to take this this field of lentils, beans, and 
Everyone runs, but Shammah takes his stand in the field by himself and struck down the Philistines. He preserved the food supply. Enemies always wanting to cut off the resources. That's why we read that the ancients surrounded Jerusalem. Both the Babylonians and later the Romans would do it. Cut off food supply. We've heard of the great starvation in the Battle of Stalingrad where the Nazis surrounded the city and cut off the food supply. Or the Allied attempts to take out petroleum, bombing the oil fields of Ploeste in Romania. This was an attempt to shut down supply of food, nutrition, beans rich in protein. But this man took his stand when all fled and saved the food supply. Now we skip ahead to this fourth mighty man I want to look at is Abishai. Of course, we've read of him, the brother of Joab, before. But it says in verse 18 that Abishai wielded his spear against 300 men and killed them and won a name beside the three. One man wielded his spear and took out 300 of the enemy. Then Benaiah, look at verse 20. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was a valiant man of Kabzeel, a doer of great deeds. He struck down two Ariels of Moab. He also went down and struck down a lion in a pit on a day when snow had fallen, and he struck down an Egyptian, a handsome man. The Egyptian had a spear in his hand, but Benaiah went down to him with a staff and snatched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. But see, these three things we read of that he did. First, he struck down two Ariels of Moab. Now, no one knows what an Ariel is, but I guarantee you wouldn't want to run into one, whatever it was. He killed a lion. Feet, David, could certainly appreciate. And then we read of this handsome Egyptian, a handsome idea. He was an impressive physical specimen, strong man. He had a spear. Benaiah had only a staff. But somehow he go, went up to the impressive Egyptian, overpowered him, got his spear from him, 
and killed him with his own spear. Now, this is a bloody, gory passage, but this is telling us that this is what it took to secure the kingdom. This is what it took to secure Israel and King David. It's important for a nation to remember sacrifices. It's also important that a nation not confuse itself with the kingdom of God. Just this past week, most of us heard the President of the United States say, and let me say that many from both parties, many politicians from all parties are guilty of this. Well, we heard the President of the United States say that American soldiers and servicemen and women have answered the call of Isaiah 6, where the Lord said, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And Isaiah said, Here am I, send me. That was a unique call that the Lord issued to one man to be his prophet. It's not a call to serve in the United States military or any other nation's military. We must not confuse a nation with the kingdom of God as the nation of Israel in the Old Testament was the kingdom of God. But it is important to remember sacrifices. We are here freely worshiping God according to his word because of the sacrifices of mighty men. And it behooves us to show honor where honor is due. So we see mighty warriors. Secondly, in this passage, we see a heavy word. Now, verses 24 to 39 is a list of names. And I've read through that list of names once, and I can't bring myself to try to pronounce all those names twice in one service. But this list of names does not record deeds as the first did. But notice after the very end, the, the last... In this long list, look at verse 39. After all these names, we run across a very familiar one. Uriah the Hittite. And then we're told that that list of names was, came up to 37. There's a reason why the author, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, saved 
Uriah the Hittite for the last name in this long list. He meant to leave the name Uriah to hang in the air. Uriah was the husband of Bathsheba. We read this long list of men, mighty men who did great things for the people and for King David. And yet the mere mention of the word Uriah leaves us with the reality that David murdered one of his great mighty men and stole his wife. In this one statement, Uriah, noble Uriah, is honored. David is shamed for his sin. And the grace of God is magnified. We can't read this list and come to Uriah the Hittite without being confronted with the reality that in spite of the horrible thing he had done, God took care of his servant David. In spite of all, God did not abandon him. He took care of him. That's the grace of God. And here we are reminded that God provided Uriah to fight for David. To fight for the very one who would kill him. And thus, Uriah is a type. Of Jesus Christ, who came to serve, who came to fight, who came to die for his killers. It is we. Who put the Lord Jesus to death? The song says, Behold the man upon the cross, my sin upon his shoulders. Ashamed I hear my mocking voice call out among the scoffers. It was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished 
his dying breath has brought me life. I know that it is finished. Uriah, the mighty man who served the one who killed him. Jesus Christ, who came to serve and to save and to die for us whose sin put him on the cross. It's a heavy word. Uriah the Hittite. So we see mighty warriors. We see a heavy word. And thirdly and finally in this passage, we see the mighty God. The mighty God. Let's go back to the middle of this passage, which we skipped over earlier. Look at verse 17, uh, 13, 13. And three of the 30 chief men went down and came about harvest time to David at the cave of Adullam when a band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. David was in, in a stronghold and the garrison of the Philistines was in at Bethlehem. And David said, oh, longingly, oh, that someone would give me some water to drink from the well of Bethlehem that is by the gate. Then the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and carried it and brought it to David, but he would not drink of it. He poured it out to the Lord and said, Far be it from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Shall I drink the blood of the men who went at the risk of their lives? Therefore he would not drink it. These things are three Mighty men did. Now this incident probably took place in his younger time when David was on the run from uh, King Saul. We read that David was in the cave at Adullam. And David had said longingly, I wish I could have a drink from the from the well at Bethlehem. That was his hometown. He was weary. He wanted a little taste of home. Water is better in Bethlehem. And the Philistine had a garrison. The enemies had a garrison there at Bethlehem, but Three mighty men whose names are not recorded broke through the line, went to the well and brought back David water from home. Look at the end of verse 16 again. It says he would not drink of it. He poured it out to the Lord and said, Far be it from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Shall I drink the blood of the men who went at the risk of their lives? Therefore, he would not drink it. He poured it out. 
as an offering to the Lord. Because God did this. God has been so kind to me. He provided me three mighty men that I did not deserve who thought so much of me that when they heard me say, I wished I had a drink of water from Bethlehem, they risked life and limb, broke through the Philistine line to bring me a drink of water. God has been so good to me. This is what he's done. Now I skip part of a couple of verses. You look at the end of verse 10 when we read about Eliezer whose hand was stuck to his sword. The end of verse 10 says, The Lord brought about a great victory that day. Verse 12, at the end of the account of Shammah, who saved the field of lentils, it says, The Lord worked a great victory. The Lord fought. Through his people. And the Lord fought for his people. So we have those words on the front of your bulletin. Exodus 15. When the Lord brought his people through the Red Sea. On dry ground through the middle of the sea. And drowned Pharaoh and his army. They said the Lord is a man of war. Jehovah is his name. He is the divine warrior who has promised he will fight for his people. And the proof that he will fight for his people is he gave his son to die for his people. We're about to sing from Psalm 110. It's a promise that God will fight for his people. He will strike through the kings and rulers of this world who withstand his people. And the guarantee that he will fight and he will win is he gave his son to be our great high priest. Priest who offered himself a sacrifice to God to satisfy divine justice and reconcile us to God. 
He's bound himself by an oath. His son is our priest. His son is our sacrifice. His son is our king who will fight for his people and will win. We see David's mighty men. And most of all, we see David's mighty God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now we'll stand and sing together Bible Song 234. That's also page 6.